0: You're listening to The Endless Party with your host,
1: Megan Elijah Armstrong. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 40 of The Endless Party. Today we're going to share the principle of living each day in a day-tight compartment. Yep. And this is a principle that's actually taught by a plethora of uh, people, successful gurus, basically. Yeah. Do you want to explain what it means,
0: Lige? It's just the understanding that you should never dwell on the past and look to the future, right? Yes, definitely set goals and aspire for greater and better things than you currently possess. But the understanding is simply that each day, all of your energy and all of your effort should go into accomplishing the tasks of that given day.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty cool because it helps you just to kind of lock into life in the day and instead of, you know, worrying about yesterday and, and or tomorrow. You're mm-hmm. just stuck in today and your mindset is, what can I do today? How can I live my best life today? You know, what does that
0: look like? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, excuse me. Dale, is it Dale Carnegie or Andrew Carnegie? Dale Carnegie. He he wrote a book called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And the whole premise is basically this understanding that people, like, worry themselves to death. Like, literally the biggest reason for the health problems that most people have. Like, I think it's like 70, over 70% are all mental problems, right? Yes, and those cause the physical problems and the reason i bring this up is because a lot of times people worry to the point about things that may not ever and probably will never happen right and because of that they're worrying about the future they're worrying about okay well what if everything goes sideways tomorrow well don't focus on tomorrow focus on the day focus on what you can accomplish today at any given time and it's kind of interesting because we've actually been really able to implement this principle into our own life and it has done wonders
1: I think it's been it's totally been out of necessity just out of our oh absolutely like situation
0: seriously so to give you the to illustrate this and why we've had to really implement this it was it was like Meg said out of necessity it was like either we do this or nothing happens yeah. Um, and this comes with the fact that we are pregnant with these two little angel babies. And they're, you know the exact term, they're...
1: Monochorionic diamniotic.
0: So it means that they're identical twins and they share a placenta, but not an embryotic sac. Yes. So what this means is that it's a high-risk pregnancy. We've heard this every day since we found out that Meg was pregnant with twins.
1: Yes, and i have just like to butt <clears> in that even though we've heard it so many times, I guess it just hasn't really registered with us or we haven't allowed it to because that would just create, like, Panic. so much worry because cause well, everybody tells go us that it's high principle. risk. Yeah, everybody tells us that it's high risk, and I guess, I guess we realize it, but I don't know. It's, like, high risk in the fact that there's nothing that – that I or Elijah can do to, like, lower the risk, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, like, high risk by nature. It's not high risk because of something I'm doing or not doing. It's just the nature of this pregnancy. Well, the
0: understanding is they share a placenta. And, like, one placenta is usually engineered for one baby, right? right? And so it gets to the point where the placenta is almost overworked because it's trying to grow two individual babies. So needless to say, our babies will be born a lot earlier rather than later because it's just too much on the placenta. Right. But so the reason I bring this up is because it's such a high risk pregnancy, we were referred to specialists early on. And it was pretty funny because they were like, oh, yeah, you'll start seeing us um, biweekly. Yeah, we like we were like, just every two weeks. Okay, cool. Once every two weeks. That never happened. We immediately started seeing them <laughs> weekly.
1: And mind you, this doctor's office is forty-five minutes away. So every time we go, it's an hour and a half of driving, and then it's like a, like we're there. Two to the five office, hour yeah, appointment. We're in there so long. Yeah. So thankful for the medical monitoring. does we're not complaining, but we just we spend our time at the doctor's. Yeah.
0: So, like like I said, it was like a it's a th- two to five hour appointment each time. Now, mind you, we also have. An hour and a half of driving into that. So that ranges anywhere from, you know, as short as three and a half hours to as long as like seven to eight hours. <laughs> like it's pretty crazy. But now as the as the pregnancy has progressed, it gets to the point where it starts to get more and more risky, right? So then now yeah. we see him. We see him, but now the appointments are even longer because Meg has to go through both the ultrasound and a non-stress test, which I'm going to be real, I don't really understand the non-stress test. I feel like it doesn't do much.
1: I feel like <sighs> you can kind of gather it all from the ultrasound. That's my
0: thing. I'm like, okay, I think this is a bit excessive, but, but I'm not parent, a doctor.
1: as parents, we're like, okay, we'll do anything to make sure our kids
0: So Meg goes through all monitor. this testing, and obviously I go with her because I care more about her and our babies than anything else. So we go through all of that. Then we come to find out, that we now need to go twice a week not to them but we have to go here for a non-stress test as well as just the normal stuff that we have been attending now on top of that our other doctor wants to see us fairly often yes because that just makes sense he's the one that's going to be delivering our kids we got to keep him up to speed so this week alone i think we had what three or four appointments
1: yeah two appointments
0: we just had two
1: It just feels like it was three or four because it took our whole day. Oh, that's
0: right. They just took like both eight-hour days. we
1: had like two appointments, but we were at the doctor's for like five hours each time.
0: Yeah. So all of this transpires, and now we're going to go see a specialist um, down in in Salt Salt Lake. Lake. (laughs) Because and so that's even longer because it's two and a half hours there then the appointment is minimum of three hours then it's two and a half hours with the
1: consultation so it's another like (laughs) it's five hours of driving four hours of doctor so that's like a nine hour ordeal and in this one they everything's great but they're just going to check one of the baby's hearts a little bit
0: Both of them. oh they're checking both hearts
1: actually and this appointment is going to tell us whether we get to deliver at the hospital that's one minute away from our house, or if we're going to deliver in the hospital that's two and a half hours away to see no, To make sure to that everything's good. To make sure our babies good. have the best care.
0: So, we we I preface all of this, right? And like Meg said, we're not complaining in the no. slightest because we really enjoy the fact that people are caring about our kids as much as we would. But... The understanding of this is the fact that we live each day in a date type compartment or else we wouldn't get anything done and we'd be stressed out about our kids, right? Like we got the news that, you know, they want to do a little bit more invasive like observation for these babies because they're a little worried about X, Y, Z. So that's when we're going to Salt Lake. Now we could fret over that and be incredibly worried, but that would do no good for me or Meg, or the babies, and so we try to not just push, not push it out of our mind, because of course we care about them, but we try to do everything that we can on the day, and yes. that's really the whole principle yes. that I was trying to get at yes. with that long-winded explanation, so I, I apologize have for that. I
1: all for life. I just want to remember all that. <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, it's a lot. Um, like we said, we're grateful for it, but it's, we basically live at the doctor. Yeah. So...
1: Oh yeah. Um, so I think just like Elijah said, it just has, I just have been trying to, as we've like gotten into more appointments and they've been longer and they've taken up, you know, the majority of our day, I think I've just been trying to focus on what I can do in that day. And, you know, And I just have to be okay with the efforts that I can give and realize that it's enough, you know? Because sometimes I get a little hard on myself, and I'm like, man, like, why am I not being as productive or getting as much done as I would like to do?
0: Missing five to eight hours, like, makes sense. Well,
1: it's like our whole day, you know, is gone. And and then, because here's the thing, you get back, and you've been poked and prodded, and... I don't know. Maybe I'm just a pansy, but I'm like pretty tired. Well, and usually, like <laughs> and here's what's interesting too.
0: So, like Meg has to lay down <clears throat> for the ultrasound, and pregnant women don't can't lay on their back. And the reason for that is the nurse gave oh, us a perfect yeah. or a perfect illustration of that. You she can says it.
1: it's like putting a bowling ball on a garden hose. <laughs>
0: yeah, and so what that means is there's this like valve or vein or something that that leads directly to the heart and then the heart supplies everything with oxygen right Mm -hmm. all the oxygenated oxygenated blood well when you have the babies and you're laying on your back it's cutting off that blood supply so then all of a sudden you feel like you're gonna pass out yes and so she's on her back for like hours Right? And she can, like, kind of be propped up on her side, but, like, it's not that comfortable. I mean, it's okay. And then you have somebody pushing this ultrasound as hard as they can to get a register on the baby. It's
1: super emotional to, like, have to take in the news of your kids, I think. Well, a lot of times, yeah. I try to stay calm, but it's just emotional because I just want them to have the best chance and to be healthy and to be happy. And if there's something that appears that is not. Going in that direction, then you kind—I don't know—I just get a little bit. Yeah,
0: and so it's—it's a lot to deal with. But Meg, as Meg was expressing, you know, one, this principle comes with the understanding that you need to be—you need to cut yourself some slack at times when you (laughs) have a lot going on. You know, maybe you didn't get everything done that you needed to get done, but as long as you got the most important things that you needed to get done in addition to the things that take up your top priority, great. But then you can let go of some of the things that don't need as much attention. Yeah, I agree. You know, so, like, we've had to learn that, yes, absolutely do the things that are of utmost importance to you and your future and your family, but then be able to let go on those given days, not every day, but on a handful of days, That something more important, like doctor's appointments, that take up your time and be able to just be like, okay, this is what I can give today, and that's enough.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I just want to also emphasize a couple of other things about this principle. It's like, one, it's in the day to day that you're able to make your world. You shape your life hour by hour and day by day, you know? And instead of looking towards, you know, the future as, oh, you know, I'll made it, I'll have made it when I have X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, it's, it's all about the world that you're You've making made today. It right now. Yeah. It's not all about the world you're going to make. It's all, it's all about the world that you're making today. What are your choices doing today? You know? And I think too, there's just something so beautiful about this principle too, because it helps you to just focus on the journey. And I don't know. I just think it's important to, like, not lose sight of that because it just can get so easily lost in the rush and the hustle and bustle of life. And I think we're learning that, you know, as our schedules have gotten a little bit more busy with, you know, the medical appointments. And then the last thing I wanted to say is I think the thing that has kept us so grounded and so okay as our schedules have been thrown through a loop is the fact that we get up and we do, you know, we take every day, you know, I can actually say this, we are getting up before all the appointments and before the crazy day begins. And we take time to be still and we take time to exercise and we take time to take care of ourselves. And I think without this, I would be going nuts right now. No, but absolutely. because we do that, it's like, I don't know. And that helps me live in the day type compartment too, because I just start my day off so right that it makes it more I don't know it's just easier for me to just accept the events of the day as they like go on
0: well and that was my whole like premise is that you need to make sure you're taking things the things that are of utmost importance and for us those are the things that we're taking care of our our health spiritually physically mentally and emotionally and we have to do that every single day and I think I'm No, I believe and I know that everybody needs to take care of those things on an everyday basis. And for us, they are of utmost importance. And I think if everybody was able to pattern their lives on that understanding, they would be the utmost importance to them as well. But like Meg said, by doing those, taking care of those four areas of our life, we're able to be able to handle everything else that comes our way and that we're able to live each day truly in a day-to-day compartment. And I just want to reemphasize the understanding that, yes, set lofty goals for yourself. Yes, dream about the future. That's one of the things that me and Meg love to do. But realize that, like Meg said, you build that future day by day. It's not going to be some monumental event that you accomplish it's just willy-nilly it's the small and simple things on a daily basis and that's only accomplished by focusing focusing on the small things that you can do each day not focusing on the giant thing you can accomplish over a month or a year or 10 years
1: yeah i think that's beautiful i think that's all i wanted to share today so
0: cool we'll live each day in a day tie compartment guys
1: yeah we'll see
0: you later okay thanks guys bye You've been listening to The Endless Party. Please feel free to join us over at our website theendlessparty.com for more of our content. Also, we would love to hear from you. Leave some comments and let us know what you're interested in us talking about.
1: Seriously, like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, whatever it is the platform says to do so that we can keep partying together.